Hello there. Uh, today I am going to be reviewing The Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton. Um, I have been starting talking, I've, I've been mentioning the timestamp, as it were, as I've been going through these book reviews because this is an unusual time we're in. And so what are we, we are late April now. I probably won't keep doing this, but uh, it's, it's an interesting time. Late April, we're still in quarantine. That's uh, one of my kids you could probably hear screaming. And I'm going to do The Destiny of Souls today by Michael Newton, which is a, a, which is a massive body of work. It's a 400-page book, densely packed. You know, I've, I think it's still in my bag somewhere. <laughs> still in my bag. Anyway, uh, an incredible body of work, and this is what I wanted to share today. A little bit about Michael Newton himself. He passed... In 2016, he was a clinical psychologist, a legit clinical psychologist. <laughs> and he saw people for all sorts of trauma, and he was a master regressionist. And then at some point, uh, well, through his phenomenal gift, he was able to he was able to take people very deep to the point that they may be connected with a superconscious version of themselves. And all this information started to come. And we're talking many, many, many people and patients and experiences here. But he started noticing after a while that there were some common themes to what he was hearing. And, and uh, some more time passed, he put that all together and started writing. This is not the first book, uh, this was not his first book about this. His first book was The Journey of Souls, which some of you may have read. I've actually not read that myself. Um, but I, but um, this, is, this is the first of his that I read. It was published in 2000, and 2000 or 2001. <laughs> Random information, but this book sold, um, sold over 200,000 copies. Now that sounds like a large number, doesn't it? But when I think that other books that I've looked at in the last few weeks, um, last week, Codependent No More, that book sold six million copies and counting. Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People sold 25 million. <laughs> and so it makes me think, why, why would it be that a book that so beautifully um, explains and covers and conveys the, 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 the higher realms, the world beyond this one. 200,000 people doesn't sound like a large enough number, does it? Because a book which really, for me, answers a lot of the questions that a lot of us uh, really have. Um, what to say about him? He, he continued with these regressions to help the patients in their um, regular and everyday lives that it could be a foundation for conventional therapy because he would see people for all sorts of things. He wasn't, he wasn't like taking people in regression just so this would happen. It was more like this was happening and it was clearly a part of his soul's work uh, on earth to do. Um, for this book, 67, 67 different interviews, 67 different people and regressions took place. And I've been thinking about that number. Because let's say he had to be with someone for, what, three hours? Three hours to do one regression. So that's three hours with someone. Then you've got all the notes and the, the, um, uh, the, the, the reading of the notes from the session. Then you're, then you're comparing themes to 
uh, previous sessions and regressions you've had, and the amount of time it must have taken to put this book together is phenomenal. It just blows my mind, blows my mind. What else to say? Um, I feel this book is a book that very much inspires curiosity. I've got a lot to get through here, and I'm gonna do my best with that. I can't get into super detail about, about, about much here, because that would just, that would take hours and hours, wouldn't it? But my, my hope is that by at least covering some of the topics in here, it's gonna flick some lights on in your mind, in your head, because I feel these are things, because we're all souls, we've all had uh, countless lifetimes, we've all been to the next world, the spirit world, we've all been there countless times and chosen to return here. So um, I feel like you know this. I feel like you know this, and this isn't going to be any big surprise as I go as I go through this. Um, I want to say as well before I get started, I don't agree with absolutely everything in this book. I don't agree with everything in this book. There are some things that I've observed as a practitioner, as a meditator. Um, as a spiritual teacher, as a, as a healer. There are some things I've observed that he says are not the case. I'm not saying this to be uh, petulant. I'm saying this because I, I am comfortable with what is my truth. I'm comfortable with what is his truth. I feel like he would say the same. Um, and I would wish for you to own the same for yourself, even if some of what I come get work work through today in the next 20 minutes or so, it may sound like uh, the greatest truth in the world to you, some might sound like complete nonsense. That's all good, that's all good. Um, so, what else to say? Um, all right, well, let's, let's just get into it. So there's 10 chapters in this book, and the way that I'm gonna go through this the first couple of chapters seem to be very much about the earthly experience. So what we might observe from, uh, from our vantage point and down here. It then gets into the experience we have when we arrive in the spirit world. Um, you know, who, who meets us, what happens and so on. The next thing I'm gonna go through is the dynamics of, of the, of the after, afterlife and what is generally happening there. And the last part of the book is really about, um, uh, you know, the title of the book is it's, you know, the destiny of the soul, um, how we grow as a soul, um, how we advance and what the different things we can do are, okay? So, um, he, he starts the book talking about the hypnosis process and a little bit about the spirit world. One of the first chapters, he, it's called Death, Grief and Comfort. Death, Grief and Comfort. And I find this very beautiful because if there is the, um, if there is the um, common theme of death, there's the issue of grief, then there is the solution or resolution, which is comfort, because he really understands that, he really understands that from, from, uh, from, uh, from here, we, we would have a hard time dealing with the death of someone. We are attached to people, of course, well, we love people. Um, and we have a hard time with that and we grieve and it's hard for us. On the other side, the other side of the veil, there's healing to do as well. And so he talks about some of the ways in which um, spirit connects with us or tries to reach us from the other side. Uh, so we've got things like dreams, of course. We've got dreams, we've got somatic touch. 
I mean, you must have experienced that before. Um, the feeling almost like you're being, you know, you mean gently stroked or tapped or something like that. Um, there are symbols and keys in the environment. Perhaps it's children or strangers that remind you of someone that you have lost. Um, angels, of course. And the purpose of this, of course, is emotional recovery uh, for us, for them. And what I want to share is that I really feel that's the same thing. That's the same thing. So if, if, if a being crosses over and there's, there's emotional recovery, because emotion at that, emotion in and of itself can exist here and there. It's not a third dimensional um, um, I haven't got the word. I'm sorry. It's not a third dimensional thing, is it? But that's 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 um, that's the early part of the book about how the departed connect with us. Then he talks about what the earthly spirits are. You know, the things that we would come across. So he talks about nature spirits. Talks about ghosts. You know, energies that are kind of a little stuck here and lost and so on. Talks about abandoned spirits. Um, souls in seclusion. Souls in seclusion. So that is beings that have crossed over and are choosing actually to be on this plane alone. Um, he talks about discarnate, so discarnate, if you're unfamiliar with that word, is, is, a, is, a, is an energy that's separated from the body. And so there are discarnates that visit the earth. Um, they visit the earth to learn. Um, they visit the earth to study, to, to heal. Um, and when I say study and, and learn, it's, it's like they can revisit a place and have a better perspective and understanding of it. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, this is one of the areas where I have a difference in perspective to him. He says certain things, I'll give you an example. He says certain things like uh, the walk, walk-in, walk-in, um, if, if you've heard of that. He says the walk-in phenomenon is not something he agrees with. And I really do agree with it. And there's other things, there's other things. Um, so that is that is earthly earthly spirits earthly spirits there. Okay, getting on to getting on to our arrival in the spirit world. Okay, so we've we've left the body, we've left the body, um, whether whether naturally or unnaturally. But we all but we we go to we go to well, we <laughs> we go to the spirit world. We go to the spirit world. He talks straight away about standard treatment at the gateway. Um, so the gateway, that's we, we, we arrive in the spirit world. The standard treatment, as he calls it, is uh, there's a particular guide that comes with us and they will enfold us um, to help us adjust. If that's not what happens, then they will, they'll go to certain areas of us and do focused healing on us to help us adjust. And that is at the moment of arrival. If I can give you an analogy here, it's like, it's like you, you, it's like going to an airport or something. You go to, you, you fly to an air, uh, you fly abroad, you arrive at the, the, the airport of that city and country and and you, the first thing you do is you go to passport control, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and, and you have an interaction there. So that's the standard treatment that we would get if we naturally left the body. But we don't all do that, do we? Um, disasters happen, wars can happen, 
So there's, um, we can, uh, uh, there's, he talks about something called emergency treatment. Let's see if there's a part of the body that's missing, and then the being, the being or us will go will go through a regeneration process. Um, if we're particularly damaged, it's a reshaping of energy, um, a remodeling of energy, because we are, of course, energy at that point, and we can receive that direct healing far faster and easier. There, we see. So, after all of that's happened and we've adjusted. We'll, um, we'll reconnect with our soul group. This is depicted really beautifully in the book <laughs> about, um, about uh, the, the pod or the cluster um, of our soul group that we'll, we'll, um, we'll be with. To give this some context, um, in the book, he, 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 he's, he talks about all these interviews and regressions where the common theme is they'll talk about a, a large gathering hall with thousands of souls and these other kind of classroom type rooms around where 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 we would go with our own group to 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 gather to learn or whatever it is we we, we do there um, yeah that's what i want to say just this morning i was talking to someone this morning about this book and uh she was saying her mother, when her mother was passing, her mother, in those, those last two weeks, her mother was going in and out, or was coming, going there and back a lot in the last two weeks. And she was saying that her mother was telling her, when she'd come back to, to Earth, as it were, she's telling her a lot of things that really matched up with this book. And one of the one of the things was about these these pods, these clusters of our own soul group uh, that we that we go and connect with, what it looks like and everything. Anyway, let me go, let me just go on. Let me just go on. Uh, he goes through the he he talks about the process of a soul a soul being born. So like a, a, a piece of source, as it were, breaks off and becomes something, and it won't be it won't go and have an incarnation straight away. It will be taken care of and mature and, uh, and, and go through a process of maturity. Um, what should we say? Right, I'm gonna just uh, skip over some things. I feel I'm getting a bit into detail here. One thing that jumped out at me as I'm reading this was about suicide. And, and so when, which I, I'm sure I can, I can speak for any of us watching this, the tremendous, tremendously devastating and sad um, uh, subject that is. He says, when, when a soul who had a broken body uh, leaves through direct choice or is assisted, like euthanasia, when they get to, when they get to the spirit world, there's no judgment, there is no guilt or anything. That isn't the case for a soul that had a healthy body. It isn't the case. And so when a soul um, chooses to leave, leave the body early, suicide, there is, some, there is some disruption amongst the soul group. That's, that's the first thing to say because you know, you know, with, with suicide an agreement's broken. You know, we're all here on earth right now with our, with our own pods and clusters, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and, and we've got our work to do with those people. 
And so there will be the, there's there's some turbulence and disruption, as it were, when you get to the other side. If that if that has been the case, he also explains that in the soul evaluation, I'll get there in a minute. If there is a if there is a soul, if there is a being that has chosen to leave early, as I'm going to call it, leave early several times. They're spoken to, you know, very kindly and very lovingly, but almost like a school teacher would speak to a, a child or a student that keeps getting into trouble, keeps doing the same thing, almost in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in an essence of, you keep, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doing this? And I, I, I just, I just felt I wanted to share that because um, I've, I've always. I, I don't know why, but I've always felt that, I, I, I mean, I've, I've always found suicide tremendously sad whenever I've heard about it. I've never believed in the soul being damned forever. Never believed that. It's never resonated for me. So this was comforting to, this was comforting for me to, to read. I appreciate this book for the gravitas, uh, for the gravitas that it gives the spirit life, the spirit world. Um, but anyway, let me go on, let me go on. So I just mentioned the soul evaluation there. And so the next, uh, the next part of the book, we're talking about what's generally going on in this spirit world. So we've got the Council of Elders, the Council of Elders that will give an evaluation of the life. And these beings, uh, whatever they look like, very wise, very benevolent, very loving. He talks about a thread of divine forgiveness that goes through every meeting that they have. So it's not like there's finger wagging, it's not like, we've all heard this word judgment, haven't we? Um, it's not like it's a judgmental experience. And he says on every account he's come across, and this is 67 uh, accounts he's come across, their, their message or evaluation is more is of is more approving than than not if you if you have the book or if you're if you're feeling interested in in, in getting a getting a copy um he says that each of these each of these elders they have a they wear it they wear a medallion that's either got an image of a like a a living a living creature or object or a geometrical uh, geometrical shape and i I'm, i i do apologize i don't actually have the book on me right now but they've got all these um, a, a very intricate, um, uh, should we call them carvings or imagery uh, around those. And I find that very interesting too. If you should, uh, if you should pick that up. Last thing I want to say about the the elders is there is um, he speaks of the question comes up. Well, who are these? Who are these beings reporting to, as it were? Who do they? Who do they? Who do they answer to? And they, 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 there is, there is speaking of like a presence, um, and is, which I would call, which I would call God, I would call God, because you know I'm reading the book and 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 ask ask the question. Well, don't we meet Jesus? Don't we meet God or whatever it is or or or, or anything like that? And there is really no religious agenda in this book and so you, I find the word source I find the word presence dotted around um, I've lost my train of thought here 
But anyway, while the interaction is while the interaction is um, is done by the by the elders, there is this awareness, there is this knowingness of a presence around them and through them. All right, let me go on then. <laughs> let me go on. So the, the, the chapter after that is about community dynamics, and this is where this is where we're getting into soulmates, uh, romantic soulmates, companion soulmates, affiliate soulmates, affiliated soulmates. This is where we're getting into the link between our spirit family, uh, th those that we continue to incarnate with, and our earth family. And there's a there's a um, concentric diagram in this where which goes into it's about four layers explaining that let's say you're in the center of this you're in you're in the center of this concentric diagram someone that is your mother say may have been your friend before that your daughter before that and maybe again your daughter before that and it covers it, it covers your, you know, your mother your spouse your sibling your aunt and uncle and so on and gives all of this gives all of it a um, uh, gives all of it a relevance and that's um, that's around page 300 I think it talks about reuniting with souls who have hurt you and I find that tremendously comforting because I, I know for myself there are people I am not going to reconcile with in this lifetime I'm sad about it I know that's gonna happen and I'm happy, I'm comforted, because I know that I will reconcile with them on the other side. And it will be in a very safe and healing and supported environment. It talks about leisure time. <laughs> this is a funny one to read. It talks about leisure time and recreation, which made me scratch my head, because surely life in the spirit world is all recreation, you know? But um, no, they, there is, um, there's the, there's, you know, they've got the, Ability to at least recre recreate some of the sensation of things that they enjoyed doing in physical life and it won't be physical because of course it won't be physical but the mental and emotional connection will be there you got some some beings that choose to revisit earth some beings that choose to recreate earth experiences um, some beings some beings choose solitude and you may remember me talking about that a little earlier on about the earthly spirits, some of whom some of whom come here just to be in solitude, not to interact with us, not to guide us, but just to be here in just to be here in solitude. There is there was a part that um, oh, I'm just going to say he he, does, he mentions briefly about animal souls and animal souls, and I used to think this was the case actually. Animal souls do not, we don't become animals, animals don't become us. It's, it's a, it, it, the, the, the essence of what an animal is stays at that octave, as it were. Um, but, uh, but he mentions animal souls. Okay, something jumped out at me as I'm reading it, and it's, it gets repeated a couple of times in this, about the four types of soul that there are. And let's remember, the book's called The Destiny of Souls. It's called the destiny of souls. So there's a sense of a progression here, isn't there? So you've got one type of soul, the first type, who is unable to function, or unable or unable, excuse me, unable or unwilling to function individually, and so stays part of a collective. 
You've got another type of soul that um, cannot, uh, cannot or does not want to incarnate physically. You've got another type of soul that can only incarnate on a physical world. You've got the next type that is able and willing to both function to function in um, by itself and in a physical world. So you get the variables there are functioning individually or as a collective and physically or non-physically. And so there are beings that are only going to be working in the mental worlds, some that can work in mental and physical worlds. And it's not just about physical and non-physical, it's about it's about interdimensional work as well. Because we're dealing with infinity here. That's why this book is actually so hard to so hard to review, because we're talking about everything here, aren't we? Um, and then let's so let's get into the the how the soul advances. So you know, there's people like us and and uh, and and here we are, we're doing our best, but there's of course levels far beyond us, isn't there? It talks about the um, uh, a, a, a group a group of souls called the eth ethicists that literally work on the moral code of humanity, the moral code of people. You've got the masters of design that work on new that work with new planets that are cooling. They've just been created and are cooling, and they assist the uh, they assist the design of those of those worlds. And this is huge stuff, isn't it? Um, you've got the explorers who who travel to who go to different worlds to different dimensions, and I get the sense of um, I get the sense of like Doctor Strange, obviously not human, as it were, but the ability to instantly instantly be in another physical place, instantly. Um, instantly acts another access another dimension via attunement via attunement to it, uh, and then we've got the time masters. I have to love this stuff. It's great fun, isn't it? The time masters, where um, where, where th that that can support to show you your onward journey, uh, your onward journey, your future lives, and this is interesting because uh, Michael Newton he'll, he at this point says. There is not an unlimited choice available to you, not an unlimited choice of uh, places and bodies. It's like our soul's got its trajectory, okay? It's we've got our own trajectory and we very much choose the, the body, the body and the mind that we, that we have that we're working with, if that makes sense. I hope it makes sense. Um, just starting to, just now we're just starting to wrap this up. Near the end of the book, he talks about because he's been he's been um, he's sort of been uh, uh, this has been asked about a few times to him. He's, people say, "Well, what's what's free will here? If this is destiny, what, where is free will?" And one of his answers to that question is, he says, "We tend to come in with what we need." I find that really beautiful. We tend to come in with what we need, um, whether it's uh, the, the the place, the community. Um, the interests, the lessons, the challenges. We tend to come with what we need, and and so there's a, there's there's a, for me there's a sense of integration there. Also, interestingly enough, there's the opportunity before an incarnation to have a pre-life rehearsal. If it is if it is your our my if it is our trajectory to 
experience a something devastating, disaster, without pointing any examples, it is possible to have a um, pre-life rehearsal of that, so at least we have some kind of preparation for that happening and re-entering the spirit world. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's a lot, isn't it? And if you've read this, if you've read this book and maybe you're upset because I've skipped over a couple of things, I have to. We'd be here all day, wouldn't we? We'd be here all day. So let me just speak to the important thing, which is what, what I get out of this, what I get out of this, and what you might as well. For me, I get a sense of a, conti a continuation of mission. Like, I'll do my best. I'll do my best in the remaining, what, 40, 50 years I have here. I'll do my best, um, but it won't end. It won't end. Um, I'll, get, I'll get a sense of readjustment, refinement, when I, when I re-enter the spirit world, um, and I'll continue from there. It, for me, this book is a reminder. It's a reminder of the sense of order that life is. And right now, life is strange, isn't it? Life is strange for us, and we're experiencing something we've not experienced before, and yet there is a sense of order about it. And we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be, um, we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be showing up. We're supposed to be in our houses. We've got what it takes to move through this, what do we want to call it, COVID situation, this, 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 um, incredible shift that we're in right now. We've got what we need and we've got what it takes. As I said, I like in this book that I don't feel an agenda. I don't feel an agenda other than, from Michael Newton, other than to support us, other than to educate us about our true nature, our non-mortal nature, and I'm using those are my words, rather than saying immortal. I want to say non-mortal, non-physical uh, nature. About, about how much support there is around us right now, how much support there's going to be around us when we leave this world. Um, I appreciate that him as a clinical psychologist brings gravitas to this area because I think most of you know me and I, I know quite a few mediums and so on. That's a circle I, I move in. And you know, people see us as woo-woo, right? Don't they? <laughs> people see us as woo-woo and that's fine. And that's fine. I do appreciate that a clinical psychologist has has taken the reins and probably been really quite criticised uh, from for for uh, for doing so. But 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 this is magnificent work. Um, to to just mention a couple of his own reflections, he says spiritual uh, the sp spiritual meaning spiritual meaning is an individual quest. I love that. I love that. And he says, if there is, if there's no spirit, if there is no inner peace, then spiritual affiliation. Excuse me. Excuse me. If there is no inner peace, then spiritual affiliation doesn't matter. So, I'm I'm actually I'm actually Jewish by birth. Um, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in Taoism and so on. But if I'm not at peace, I should try something else. And. And I feel like those words apply to this book as well. He says, if this, if this doesn't bring you comfort, I, I'm paraphrasing, if this doesn't bring you comfort, throw it away, 
pick up something else that brings you that brings you that brings you peace. I feel like he supports and recommends discernment uh, as part of this work. Um, <laughs> as I say, I don't have the book in my hands right now, but you know what? Give me a second here. It might be in my bag. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But the quote that I wanted to read, he, he um, while he has someone in regression, he asks, he asks the, 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 either the, the spirit that's channeling through or the person, whatever it is, he asks the person, why, why when this world is so difficult, do you want to come back? And the spirit answers him straight away and says, this is a beautiful world you live in. The body, it's, the body is wonderful. There is every opportunity for, for, uh, for education, for magnification, for delightful experiences, and we find it beautiful. And every time I return to the spirit world, I cannot wait to return. Paraphrasing, but <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the gist of it. Oh, and another one, I've got, I've got a quote written down. A renewal, a renewed conscious awareness of our true nature and knowing about our past lives and our immortal life in the spirit world. That's his hope for you. So I think that will do for now. <laughs> that will do for now. I hope some of that lands for you. As I say, it's a, it's a, it's a colossal, it's a colossal area to, um, to try and do an overview, but I found it I found it very comforting to read, very easy to read as well. A lot of the book is in interview form, and that's a that's a very nuanced way to ingest information too. So, uh, thank you for thank you for listening to me. Um, thank you for listening to me. The Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton, and uh, if you wish, I will see you again next week.